0: This week on The Short Code Podcast, we're devoting the entire show to listener questions and feedback, like what do med students learn about health disparities, and what do people do for work during gap years? We've got answers to these questions and more. The Short Code Podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at (laughs) mededmedia.com.
1: Meandering
2: in the margins of medicine, it's the Shortcoat Podcast.
3: Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com.
0: Welcome back to the Shortcoat Podcast. A poorly prepared production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler, and I'll just sit over here while you lavish my co-hosts with love and attention that they so deeply crave say hello to Liza Mann hello say hi to Elizabeth Shirazi hi Kelsey Adler has joined us today hi and Teneme Kone has graced us with his presence Uh, thank you for coming today, thanks guys appreciate your uh, your sign It's summer things are quiet uh, here in Murph and so Fridays is always exciting to me because uh, people actually come and visit with me it's nice uh, guys, our show today is dedicated to listener calls and feedback, not because I planned it this way, but because several people just happened to call in this week uh, to our shortcode hotline at 347 Short CT or emailed us at the shortcodes at gmail.com. Before we get into that, uh, I do want to just thank our listeners who call in and ask questions or make comments because uh, sharing your thoughts with us is an important part of uh, how we can serve you best. Uh, we can just make, we just make things up. You know, I'm amazing. I'm adept. Nobody
3: to call us out. That is that is my life.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean that's what we do. Uh I got into med school. But we'd rather talk about what you want to talk about oh, cool. in general. So uh keep those questions and comments coming every single week. <laughs> but first of all, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we heard from Mike. Anybody did you guys listen to the show where we talked about Mike?
3: I don't think so, but it's okay. I, I a, feel like I've heard
0: well, it was speaking yes. about him. So <laughs>
3: well, that sounds really speakings. bad. I've just heard that. we've heard
0: speakings about him. <laughs> I'm uh, going to
3: clarify.
0: Well, Mike wasn't happy with our discussion back in episode 107. He uh, at the at the time uh, we didn't know quite what to make of his feedback because it wasn't super specific. Um, although we in- intuited it was about our points of view on uh, gun violence. Luckily. He uh, and he had said, "I'm not going to listen anymore."
4: We're jumping right in, aren't we? It's we great. are. Let's All right,
0: we're not fooling around.
4: Oh, it's making my hand sweat. Uh, <laughs> Confrontation's bad.
0: <laughs> and he said, "He said I'm not going to listen." He said, uh, "I might not listen anymore, and I might not recommend it to other people." And and so we were like, "Okay," but we don't know why. Well, I mean, we have some idea <laughs> of why. but What in particular did you have a problem with? Uh, Mike happened to get back in touch with us to uh, to let us know. And right. and before we start. Don't freak out. Mike's a cool guy. I think he's. I think he's all right. Uh, personally, that's my that's my judgment of you, Mike.
4: <laughs> he's chill.
0: Hi, Dave. This is Mike. Yes, that Mike. <laughs> so, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good.
5: Staying busy. My school applications have been out for almost two weeks now, so things have been a little hectic. Yeah. So I got a little curious about the podcast yesterday and looked to see if what I wrote had been discussed, and it would seem that it has. <laughs> Uh, I really wasn't trying to troll your podcast, but I think it might have been taken that way. My intention was not to stir the pot and leave, but I think that's probably what I did. Uh, The issue that I had in listening to the discussion about guns was that there seemed to be uh, not a whole lot of consideration about the other opinion uh, without kind of making it sound like anybody pro-gun had the uneducated view of a bigoted lunatic. Uh, There are certainly points where I agree with your stance regarding the ban on funding for gun research. Uh, Personally, I think the NRA promoting an amendment that limits research into gun violence is kind of like telling the cops, sure, you can search my car, just not the trunk. Uh, It's kind of an admission of guilt. Um, That said, it was just the manner in which the argument was made that I really had a hard time with. Uh, if you want to discuss the issue that I had regarding the topic of, of guns, or whether or not it's okay,
0: I won't put his uh, contact information on the on the air. Uh, but uh, Mike, thank you for calling in and clarifying. Appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think there were some things that probably were. I mean, where where this might be a surprise, but we're fairly you know, sort of liberal uh, group of Americans on the show. And, and although I've, I do invite people on the show who, you know, I, I do make a broad appeal to the world to, of medical school here to say, hey, come and join us. Generally speaking, for some reason, we only get the flaming liberals. So um, maybe, that's, maybe that's me. Um, anyway, that's how you do feedback. Thank you so much, Mike. That was, that was good feedback. We, we probably did, uh, probably did, Say a few things that maybe led would lead people to 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 feel like we uh you know think that all gun owners are are crazy people. That's not what we intend. I have a gun. Do you? Yeah. I so do. so what do you what do you I I what, do, what do you do with it?
2: I, do do I go to the you? range with my dad. Yeah? yeah. What kind of gun is it? It's a Glock 19. I would love pistol. To,
0: honestly, even as a flaming liberal, I'm not against <laughs> guns. I'm really not. I would love to go and try that. I think do you want to take me to the range someday?
2: If you wanted to, yeah, I could show you how to how to do that.
0: Maybe this could be like, maybe this could be a show. <laughs> yeah, on we
3: the road. turned into a show on the road with the short coat. Pie.
4: Get yeah. all of the liberals to shoot a gun, and then we'll see what, what happens. Oh <laughs> my
0: god! I
4: personally has, have never seen a gun
3: in real life. Uh-huh. So I don't have a lot to, to put on.
0: Oh, you're going to be on. the Now you're going to be on the show.
3: <laughs> I liked that he called back in and clarified his point.
0: I really do. I'm glad he I did. I also
4: it. like that he has a northerner accent coming from. He has like the old, the heart, like Minnesota Oh okay. No, Wisconsin. I'm like, well, that makes me
3: automatically like you a little bit. I just like his point.
4: I mean, as
0: opposed to, wait a minute. As opposed to what? Like, if he was a southerner, you'd be like, oh, okay. That has a bias against southern wow. No, I'm just really? like,
4: my family's from Minnesota, so it's like close to my heart. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. All right. So you have a. All
0: right. I get it. So you're not against southerners. Let's just make it clear for our southerners Oh yeah. Here. So we don't. Get, <laughs> we're
3: gonna get southerners calling. That lies, a man.
0: Bless her heart. I hate her. <laughs> Um, yeah no I think that's a great show idea how would we do that I don't know but oh man we gotta do it where's your where is your is your gun in town <laughs>
3: <Do> <laughs>
0: you, you can just you go know? to Isn't a local gun you <laughs> can just you go say? to the range and like use guns that they have don't right yeah you can okay oh man
4: this <laughs> makes me even more nervous. I don't even Put your hands
3: sweating even
0: more. I am I am, I am so excited about this <laughs> idea. i have been having the
3: chair for dear life.
0: <laughs> it may be that I've had too much coffee, but I'm super uh-huh. excited about this idea. Uh, yes, thanks again, Mike. Next up, Erica left us a message about a past discussion on food deserts and food security.
6: Hi, Dave and Shortcoats. My name is Erica, and I've been listening to the show for about eight months now since I heard about the podcast at my interview day. I'm happy to say I'll be joining a class of incoming M1 this this August. I just wanted to give you all a shout out. I've been to listen to the podcast this past couple of weeks um, on my way to St. Paul. In one of the shows, you guys talked about food deserts, and I wanted to share about an organization at my undergrad. It's an organization at the University of St. Thomas called Brightside Produce. Undergrad students partner with corner stores located in food deserts in the Twin Cities area and youth partners who live in the area as well. Once a week, they deliver fresh produce to the corner stores where it is sold at a discounted price to patrons. To provide funding and subsidize the cost for the stores, they have a buyer's club where students and professors at UST can buy a share of the leftover produce. It has been a great way to integrate fresh produce into these food deserts. I encourage you all to check them out they have a website it's www.brightsideproduce.org and uh just kind of check it out uh hope you guys have a great one thanks and keep up the great work bye
4: well i already already like her she's also from the north
0: yeah uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh, my god uh
0: this is pretty exciting uh it's, it's actually more than just um food i went and looked at uh their website uh, brightsideproduce.org, and I looked up some news articles about them. They're doing some really interesting things. So it's a, it's more of a, it's it's actually more of a sustainability project, according to what I read oh, okay. from the uh, person who put it together. Um, so i and I'll put a link to the show notes, of course, at theshortcode.com. But they use an approach that they call stewardship science to study how to increase crop yields and reduce environmental impacts of small-scale agriculture within cities. Yeah. they're doing this because um, the global demand for food, according to them, is projected to double by 2050. Um, and the problem is that we already use about 40 percent of ice free land to grow food and the rest isn't really suitable for ag use um, and yield gains made in the past 20 years, are apparently falling short of making up for that projected increase. Um, meanwhile, agriculture is a source of a big source of greenhouse gases and declining soil fertility. And pollution. So their goal is to study the ways to um, best farm within cities that will increase yields so that people can feed themselves.
3: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Which is yeah, that really interesting. Really
3: cool. Iowa City has a program. I don't remember its name, but you can pay for like a portion. You you pay so much, and then however much they garden, you get like a portion. Sure. Of that yeah and there's whatever they whatever they get
0: so those are uh, there's a name for those in general that i can't recall at the moment but but yeah that's a that's a uh a common program um and i think what i think is cool about this is the sort of scientific approach yeah to uh to studying like what crops can you grow together oh yeah in one place so instead Mm -hmm. of like you know monocultures you get crops that are going to get to multiple crops that are grown together in one place and how they affect the yields of each other mm. and in some cases they you know increase yields just by being grown together
4: yeah like changing soil ph and yeah. stuff like that yeah That's yeah cool. i think erica's really gonna like it here because our first our orientation week you remember we had to go um and volunteer at very various places i volunteered in like a rural town i don't remember the name off the top of my head close to Iowa City and they had a food a food bank there and they had their own little crop that they were they were growing out there and they were talking about how it's contradictory to think that being in the middle of Iowa in the middle of all of this corn people it's food it's still a food desert. Mm. There's people that live in small town Iowa that are surrounded by corn growing around them and don't have adequate produce or food. Yeah. So it's like a different kind of food desert. Um so I I just I'm interested in the interplay like there's similar problems between rural America and city America, inner city America, and food deserts are one of them. So I think she'll like it here. (laughs) Get involved.
0: Can't wait to see you, Erica. In fact, uh, when you get here, let's do a show together where we talk to your friends there at Brightside Produce um, about their mission and what they do. I think that would be be a fun show to do. Yeah. And, you know, don't be one of those M1s... (sighs) (laughs)
1: Oh, watch oh, out! Oh, watch oh, out. Oh, oh, <laughs>
0: don't be one of those M ones that's like, "Oh, I gotta study all the friggin time." I mean, I know, I get it. It is.
3: Dave has no sympathy for us. No,
0: that's not true. There's
3: a lot of stuff to learn, Dave. I'm trying
0: to There's save. <laughs> I'm trying to save you people from from ourselves from overdoing ourselves. it. You know, you can't. There are things. I say this all the time. Do something other than studying. That's mm-hmm. true. Um. Yeah. Well, where if, you can and make they it do... no matter what it is you oh. want to do, make it podcasting with me.
4: <laughs> even if they try to only make studying their only thing, they'll burn out by September.
0: Well, that's the that's
4: personal, personal account. That's the
0: cons- <laughs> yeah. So but the problem is I only have 18 months to get my hooks into you.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: Before, uh, you, do yeah. before you
0: do. So then now I'm down to a year mm. and then there's the whole, well, I'm going to, you know, I should get involved, but I won't. But
2: they're upperclassmen that come to the podcast. Now, yeah. Like Mark. Yeah. It's yeah. true.
0: But, you know, I like to get my hooks in early. <laughs>
5: Creepy. I, <laughs> Creepy. A little yeah, bit. I've
0: been called that. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, okay, so I've got, uh, I've got Andrea. Andrea, uh, send us an email at theshortcoatsatgmail.com to ask us about our curriculum.
4: My name is Andrea, and I am an undergraduate student at the University of Florida. I am currently taking a class called Health Disparities. I am curious to know how much about health disparities you are learning in your medical school curriculum. How do we as pre prepare for not only the medical side, but also the social, political side of medicine and medical school?
0: Good question. Good question. How much of our curriculum is devoted to health disparities, guys?
3: Approximately a fourth
0: really yeah, we have a class yeah.
3: called medicine and society mass mass that it's tackles a, those issues and it's actually
0: a what a three-part course basically three uh there's me, yeah, and mass yeah, one mass two one. and mm-hmm. mass three mm-hmm. each semester. Which take place takes place over the course of a year and a half yep right yep um what kinds of things do you talk about in guns uh-huh we
2: talk about <laughs> traffic uh domestic violence i mean health disparities from every angle um water which is adverse childhood experiences yeah water Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of things i mean i was shocked at the breadth of the course
0: well i mean they say that what what's the figure that people bandy about like 60 or 70 percent of uh human disease is mediated by the influence of society um Thing, you know, things, everything from uh, smoking to to it's uh, so basically human behavior. Yeah, is a big component of health and disease and the creation of disease. God, but that didn't work at all. Anyway, I'll keep. I'm going to keep that in. <laughs>
4: we 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 may, we you got it. You get it. Yeah, we yeah. get it. You get it. We take we have taken two masses.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so, yeah, it it behooves every medical school curriculum to really talk about uh, that stuff and get you prepared.
4: I would also like to put a plug in for extracurricular opportunities to learn about um, social aspects of health. I am a facilitator next year for CHO, which is Community Health Outreach, Mm -hmm. which we have weekly seminars and it's a two, two year class. And we, every, it's an elective. It's an elective, yes. Yeah. Um, but a very chill elective. People are very worried that they're going to be, they have their time. They're like, what's the time commitment? Like, chill. The time commitment is chill. I
0: feel like I say that word to medical students all the time. Chill. chill.
4: Just chill. <laughs> yeah, but I would say anybody coming in that's very, like, interested in talking to university leaders and community leaders about these things, apply to chill.
0: All right. There's also, what else, what other... Miko, does that count?
4: Kind of. It's community based. Yeah. So
0: there's a community based um, ObGyn uh, sort of shadowing program that we call Miko, right?
3: Yeah. It's not just ObGyn. It's, it's anything.
4: It's oh, anything. okay. Yeah. I think during oh, the summer. I'm thinking of I'm
0: thinking of another program. But yeah.
3: During the summer, you go out to smaller rural communities and basically just shadow, shadow, but like do more than was like yeah. shadow plus. Well, you act like a med student. Basically, you just <laughs> help whenever. Act yeah. natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: um yeah a lot of a lot of Cho people did that this summer mm-hmm.
3: yeah also they have like mobile clinic mm-hmm. and free um, mental, the health, free mental clinic. health clinic that go to underserved populations i'm doing that tomorrow yay nice. our, there's our, a lot of advocacy too yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of advocacy going on here yeah
0: our, I, our school puts a pretty heavy emphasis on um, service and service mm-hmm. learning um so you do um there's plenty of opportunities to get out into the world and see how health disparities take shape in that,
4: yeah.
0: in, in, um, you know, among patients and learn, populations.
4: Learn about it in the classroom and then go
0: out and mm-hmm. see what it's like. So, mm-hmm. what So what can, what can uh, Andrea do to prepare for this uh, as a pre I
3: think maybe just be aware of it, um, what areas you're interested in. Like if there's a specific population or a specific way that you enjoy getting involved then know that and Mm -hmm. be on the look for it when you come to medical school so you know what and if you don't know just get involved in
4: places that can educate you on it Mm -hmm.
0: so any thoughts about places that she might look into yeah
2: is she still at her undergraduate college
4: because Uh, let's
0: say that she is i don't know yeah
2: if she is i know university of iowa has this and my undergrad university of illinois urbana champaign had something very similar where there are like day-long workshops um, on various components of leadership and various components of advocacy so back at u of i wait they're both u of i <laughs> back i know at I U of illinois, <laughs> they were called um Who,
0: which university started first because
2: google it let's find this
4: <laughs> out yeah
0: they should change their whichever one I, I have a
4: feeling i have a bad feeling it's them
0: oh gosh. they're closer
4: to the east coast that's true
0: that's true anyway no idea. you were you were saying i'm sorry uh
2: no it's all good so um what was it called back at university of illinois We had like a kind of a leadership minor that you could take for free, Mm -hmm. or you could break that minor down into its components and just attend the workshops just because and get a certificate for each one. And then here at Iowa, I think it's called the Be Better Forum, Mm -hmm. or if you just go Be Better Iowa on on Google and search that, it'll come up. So So she might have something like that at her undergrad, and that would be a great thing to get into.
3: The University of Iowa was, was established first.
0: Oh. Oh. Sorry, oh Illinois. Illinois
3: was 1867 and Iowa was 1847.
0: What? You may change. earlier. Should
3: look at the rankings.
6: Though.
0: You may change. Oh,
6: shot <laughs>
5: fired.
0: You may change your name to Illinois University. <laughs> and then you can be IU. It
2: I usually say UIUC, but then people, they don't, you know, it's such a long name. Nobody has time to memorize
0: it. So. <laughs> I think there's plenty of opportunities um, to get. To get a, gl- I mean, you could do shadowing in um, in a community where there are health disparities, for instance. Yeah. You know, that would be that would be a good way to. Yeah. Did you do anything like that?
1: You've been so quiet. Um, out there. I'm, I'm a little yeah. worried about you. What you the okay? heck, teneme? Well, I I like listening. <laughs> you know that it's microphone in front of your face? <laughs> yeah, it works. Or, or does it? <laughs> oh, does <laughs> No, I got it. You got it. All right, cool. Um. Yeah, I did a similar thing, so when I was an undergrad, um, it was called the Summer Health Dental Education Program, mm-hmm. but it they've soon changed their name to the, oh God, Summer Health Professional Education Program, S-H-P-E-P, um, and I was rolls at, it really rolls off the tongue. So yeah, I was at the program site in Yale, and one of the things that we really tackled during those six weeks were health disparities. Um, and so the area around New Haven is essentially uh, a food a food desert unless you're like in the more like wealthier parts of it. Um, You say Yale? Yeah. Okay. And so one thing that the community was doing was they had a little community farm where they would like try to grow their own produce as opposed to like trying to buy it. And the the only places that you could buy it were. Um, essentially inaccessible for a lot of the lower income people. Mm-hmm. So like the only only way you get produce would be like to hop on a bus and then go there and then hop on a bus back and that's kind of inconvenient if you sure. have to work or whatever. And you're using fossil fuels and, you're, and, you're, and all that kind of yeah. stuff just to get your food.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, It's just like what we were talking yeah. about before. And, and
1: you're paying for the bus and you got to pay for the produce that you can't afford to get as much as you would like to get. That kind of thing. And so they tried uh, doing a farm, and we helped kind of like get the farm going at the time, Um and I think I think it worked well. But I think with farms, it's always you always have to worry. Okay, well, like how are we gonna keep the soil good? Cause you know, like the the first two years are usually okay, but then once the soil gets worn out, then it's like okay, now what? Mm. Yeah,
4: that's where the people in Saint Paul. That's right, Saint Thomas.
1: Saint, Saint, Saint Thomas. Thomas. Saint Thomas. In Saint where Saint they come Paul. in. It's in Saint Paul. Yeah, it is in Saint Paul.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, plenty of opportunities to learn about it here, plenty of opportunities to learn about it before you come here. Um, I, I would say, you know if you're worried about getting that information before you come to medical school, look into it. Don't think that you have to know everything about it before you come here. You'll get plenty of opportunities to learn about it. I think this is a common feeling among meds, among pre-meds that oh, you have to you have to pre pre-learn about things that you're going to learn in medical school.
4: Then why would you want to, why would you ever have to pay attention then to medical you'd school? Then you already be a doctor. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, it's not, I'm not going to discourage you from learning more about this stuff. This is important stuff. Yeah,
4: there's a lot of it.
0: And there is a lot of it. Um, but, you know, the, to the common perception that pre-meds have to, you know, pre-study for medical school before they get to medical school on things that medical school deals with, um, you know, do it. Do it. Do a why. If, you, if that's what you want to do, do a 50,000 foot, you know, familiarization yeah. of the issues. Yeah. Don't try to, like, really go well, crazy. And I, with it. I
3: think it's hard when pre meds have to, like, have all these things checked off and you have to know that you want to go to med school with enough time so that you can volunteer and do all these classes mm-hmm. and things like that. But honestly, like once you get here, there's so much time to figure out everything yeah yeah and so you don't have to stress about it just find one organization one or two organizations that you really 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 like
4: and just dive in you don't have to do like multiple multiple things like i i was part of globe med at truman state i think that they have it i don't know if they have it at florida it's like a chapter-wide kind of thing and it talked a lot about there. there was a education component a fundraising component all about health disparities so check out globe med another plug
0: cool
3: so many plugs I'm
4: like I'm getting everybody involved yeah
3: (laughs) she has sponsors
4: this actually kind of brings us to
0: our next question Uh, we have somebody who wants to remain anonymous so uh, as I often do this person will be known as Meldor
7: (laughs) hello everyone at the short coat podcast I will leave my name as Meldor since I am applying to University of Iowa College of Medicine this cycle Okay, so I'll stop with the robot voice. Just thought I'd take you guys up on your challenge and call and leave a message. Um, I just wanted to know that uh, what kind of jobs you guys held during your gap year, if you had one, in order to support yourself. I'll be finishing my master's this summer. So while I'm applying this current cycle, I'll have a year gap, not a gap year that I intentionally took, but just a year off in the nature of applying and finishing my degree. So, I was wondering if you guys decided to work, what kind of jobs you held, since I can work in industry, a likely option, but I'd rather work somewhere where I can keep my eyes on medicine. I'll continue volunteering, but of course I wanted to hear your input and advice and rants and raves if you guys have any on this topic. Mm, So, thank you. you so much, I love your show, thank you so much for making my long days in lab that much shorter with the Short Coat Podcast. Um, hope I join you guys in the future podcasting.
4: Um, thanks so much.
0: We hope so, too. She we had a great robot yeah. yeah.
3: voice. I was convinced the first yeah. time. Well, I was, I was like, her voice it. is,
4: like, higher than the normal robot voice. So yeah, I was like,
3: what new robot has been <laughs> downloaded? You know how they have, like, the Australian one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what's fun is to take people's, people's uh, you know, English comments that they send in mm-hmm. and then run them through the Chinese <laughs> uh, robot voice. Because they start speaking in a Chinese accent, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> anyway, too much,
3: uh, too much free time. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that's just an aside. Um, that's the sort of things that happen when you click on the wrong thing, basically. <laughs> so, uh, great question. Um, I want to say first that we have had this, dis- we have had a discussion on gap years uh, before, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and the consensus among the co-hosts at that time was that, and I want to get this out of the way, it almost doesn't matter what you do during mm-hmm. your gap year mm-hmm. in terms of admissions to medical school, okay? I mean, don't go to jail. <laughs> yeah. oh. Bad idea. <laughs> don't, don't spend it. How
3: would it. you spin that? Like, I learned a lot from being in jail. <laughs> I overcame adversity.
0: <laughs> the health disparities in jail are tremendous. Yeah, really? I mean, they really are. But um, don't, you know? don't do a lot of heavy drinking. So, yeah, I, I went to, the first thing I did when thinking about this is I went to Kathy Hebner, our admissions director, uh, and I said, uh, what gap year jobs have you heard of? And she had a whole list, but I want to start with you guys. Uh, Liza, did you have a gap year?
4: I had a gap seven months. Okay.
0: So what did you do (laughs) during this? And and you worked during that. I
4: did. I did work. Um, I worked at a biotech company in my hometown. So I lived at home and I worked at a biotech company, which is had a little component of a lab to it, Mm -hmm. um, but was very chill and very flexible. And I think I'm going to get on my high horse here. I think that all medical pre-meds should not, should do everything but medicine before going to medical school. Because when you get to medical school, it's only going to be medicine. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of your life, it's only going to be
2: medicine. 100% agree with that. I'm like, oh uh, pre-meds,
4: oh, drive me crazy. Because just do what you like and you'll get in, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I worked at a biotech company, which was like not fun. Well, I mean, it was kind of fun, but like it was so flexible. I got to travel. I got to, I got to do a lot of different things. I got to spend time with my family. So.
0: It's good. It, it's. It I, I think it's good advice to not,
4: yeah pre-meds do not want to talk to me because i get very i'm like don't don't just volunteer because you want to volunteer to put more hours onto your volunteer chart do it because you like it
7: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: if i didn't get into medical school i was going to try and go abroad and teach english in france for a year okay because i feel like there's a lot to i mean you can spend anything for your medical interview but i think Working with other cultures and being able to interact with people who are different than you is Really important and just like in life Mm -hmm. And even culture over there super
0: important in medicine. Yeah, super important in medicine. That's
3: why I like you Elizabeth
0: did you Aww. yeah despite your despite your vast <laughs> you. differences as uh mid mid 20s uh white women <laughs> with, the can, with, can,
5: the with the same name, name. with the
0: same name
3: literally the same name <laughs> It's
0: nice that you guys can really get together and stuff Uh, uh Teneme, I think you went directly from Yes, I Sorry. went straight through. Okay, so I, I uh,
1: mean if if I did have a year I probably would have uh Focused on my music a little bit more. Okay. So, like, and. and What is your music? Do I know about this? No, no, I don't. It's not really official. Uh, (laughs) but, you know, like. What do you. (laughs) I wasn't
0: expecting, like, a signed certificate (laughs) from, you know, the. Mm -hmm president well, of the United States or whatever. Well, no, but... Uh, Although he will probably do that.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, you don't want that. I'm just picturing that meme of him, like, opening that... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like Tenma as a musician.
1: Just, <laughs> I think just, I found my cover art for today's
5: episode.
1: I, I like the one where it was, like, the ABCs uh, for the meme with Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that was just pretty funny. Um, but anyway, so, like, uh, back, back in high school, I played the drums, but since... I only played for like a year and a half before I went to college. But then once I got here, I couldn't really like bring my drum set with me, mm-hmm. and so I essentially haven't practiced and have a roommate. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I essentially haven't practiced for like five and a half years. Okay. And so if I did have that year, I probably would would go back and just learn as much as I can about just
0: music. Okay. In that year. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Kelsey? Did you have a Did you have a gap?
2: I did. I did have a gap year and I was really excited for it. I almost took another one because it was... (laughs) Because
0: it was so awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is. I had so many things I wanted to explore that were completely um, not related to medicine. And I just, I really wanted to take that opportunity to go do those things and check those things out before I dove into med school. So. What did you do? Oh, geez. I wrote a list of things because I always forget something. But I did all sorts of things. I had all sorts of like... Weird little dreams. Um, for instance, when I was a little girl, I used to play this video game called Diner Dash. And I told my <laughs> parents, because of that game, that I wanted to be a waitress. And they're like, never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to try it. So I did that. Um, I developed a course with one of my older professors. Um, wait, wait,
0: wait. You, you were a waitress. Uh-huh. That's okay. Yeah, okay. I just wanted so to it was make sure good.
2: you <laughs> um a lot of bucket list items. Um, I started learning French, but I didn't get too far on my own because the pronunciation was kind of a roadblock. Mm-hmm. I started learning oh. Python. Um, I climbed my
4: the first computer, mountain. It's
0: computer programming mm-hmm. language.
2: Not, yeah. the language.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> not the snake language. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's not what a partial tongue. I, a tongue. Snake. <laughs> I went well,
2: yeah, skydiving. <laughs> um, wow. I was in two separate movies. Uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> did a bunch of crazy my stuff. My gap seven months <laughs> were well, not that bad. Not that <laughs> <I know. laughs> You I win. have a list somewhere. Oh, I went to Ecuador. Okay. That's what I did. Okay. I spent a lot of my undergrad saving up for this trip to go on uh, with MedLife for okay. uh, serving several communities out in the mountains that really don't get any kind of
0: a- health So, Andrea, do you see the trend here? <laughs> okay. I'm just pointing it out to you. The trend is...
4: Do whatever the heck you want. Do
0: what you want to do to have a fulfilling life before you come to med school. It's not that you won't have a fulfilling <laughs> life ever. Again, there's plenty to do, but you're going to be fully immersed in medicine. Uh, I, I So I, as I said, I went to uh, Kathy Heidmer. Kathy, uh, one of the things that she does, uh, aside from directing admissions, is that uh, she processes people's requests for deferrals, which means that they have a, a gap year. Um, so I asked her for a list of uh, the more interesting or unusual things that people did in those years. Uh, Mark Mubarak uh, occasionally uh, hosts the show. He was, and we featured his uh, former Gap career. I guess he was a career changer. But uh, he was a balloon artist.
3: Nice. What the heck? Yep.
0: He was a balloon artist. In fact, we featured his skills on the show. If you want to go back and listen to a lot of squeaky ballooning. (laughs) I can't remember what episode, but just search for balloon artist on the shortcode.com and you'll find it. But he was also his brother was a concert pianist. Also went to med school, um, and then the real gap came apparently when uh, he, he they had to take over the management of the family gas stations. Oh God! Uh, because of health problems, and so they had to do that. Um, so that was among the more interesting sort of you know gaps. Um, let's see what else. Athlete, uh, band members—you know, definitely people taking, doing sports and being in bands. Bartenders, waiters, AmeriCorps. Somebody immersed themselves in their yoga practice in in Hawaii.
3: <laughs> Whoa! Uh, Super chill, right, Liza? <laughs> Super chill.
0: Finishing research that they had begun during their undergrad year, and they really wanted to 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 get that done. Uh, Miss Iowa was among our students not too long ago. Um, and her gap year involved traveling as Miss Iowa as part of her uh, uh, contract for, for winning that. Her
4: queenly duties. Yes. yes. <laughs> queenly duties. <She, laughs>
0: to go around with her tiara. Uh, let's see. Ride, there's, uh, somebody rode their bike across the U.S. To, uh, to, in order to sign up, as, sign up people as organ donors wherever he stopped.
2: Oh, that's cool. Wow. That is really cool.
0: Um, Many people do stints as uh, scribes, medical scribes. So that's a pretty common gap year. The question I have is how would you, I mean, so, but, but all of these jobs are like sort of, you know, cool, interesting jobs It might not be hard to, to convince a a interviewer that they are, you know, that they're cool, that they're interesting, Mm -hmm. right? So let's play a game. I've got a bucket of pieces of paper here with uh, gap year jobs on them. And I'd like you to spin it like you're talking to an admissions, talking about it during an admissions interview. So here's how it works. One person is the applicant uh, and they will take a job from the bucket. The other people are the admissions interviewers. And the, the applicant takes their paper from the bucket, reads it silently, okay? And the applicant will, as though they've already told the interviewer what the job was and without using the words in the job title or description, tell the interviewer about how it's the best gap year ever and how it prepared you for medical school and why. Okay? So, um, you'll get it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It'll become clear. It'll
0: become clear. Uh, Let's start with you, uh, Elizabeth Shirazi.
3: Okay. Let me take a piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I think that this job really prepared me for medical school because... When you're a doctor, there's not always everything's not always gonna be pretty and nice or palatable. And sometimes, maybe when you're doing something, things might splatter and get in your mouth. And I just feel (laughs) that this job has prepared me to handle things that other people might find gross or disgusting um, and to stay professional. While doing that Ew
1: <laughs> And so while you're working Could you describe your, your professional attire?
3: Yeah so really I, I could wear anything that I wanted um, Things that are comfortable To um, Sit in And um, Enjoy <laughs> Just enjoy, <laughs> enjoy my job Interesting Yeah Interesting. there was no real um, Professional attire needed Huh. Were you like you were a taste tester?
4: I'm interested in the content.
3: Yeah, you know, it's the content was something that um, maybe no other human on the planet <laughs> would have tasted. <laughs> um, but it's still Whoa. very important. Very important.
1: That's that's a pretty big claim. You said no one's tasted this before.
3: Yeah, I mean, there are when i'm preparing to go into the medical field i want to i want to be the best i want to do something no one else would do and so this job other people don't really not a lot of people would do it or eat what i was eating (laughs) so but it was a very important job i have no idea yeah i don't either
1: did your food by chance have a thorax
4: What the heck, tenement? Like
1: bugs, you know? Like a, a, oh, got it. It was not bugs. It's not cannibalism,
0: right? No, I think, no. I think pretty much all meat-based <laughs> foods would have a thorax. I was I like,
1: know. that's like a weird question. Well, oh, yeah, like let's let's let, let, let's rule out bugs and animals then, right? right. So.
3: Well, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know what. can possibly be it because. Lots of people eat bugs.
1: That's true. Oh, I thought it was like some like endangered and lots of people bug. Eat. I mean, I
3: there's people. probably animals in it. it. Honestly, it just, it looks mostly like brown mush probably. Uh, is it poop? No, it's oh. not. <laughs> that, was, that was a logical next question and I realized it as soon as the words came out of my mouth.
2: Brown mush. Is it, is it like meat gone bad at
3: the grocery store and you have to see if it's still sellable? So it's not... It's not a product that humans would eventually eat. Dog food, yes. Oh, Oh, I actually
4: have eaten dog food.
0: food.
4: Is that your job? I'm a a dog food taster.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be... You can't just give it to the dogs and say, you know, (laughs) does this taste good? You know, you got to... I don't know how dogs... I've never tasted dog food. I don't I've know never why you
3: wanted to taste. Dog I, don't, food. I don't know
0: why you you claimed, though, that nobody else has done this. I yeah, mean, my yeah. little sister. Did
1: that, that throw you yeah, off? Yeah, that totally threw I'm me sorry. off. I'm oh, sorry. Hey. Honestly, I was just like thinking in my
3: mind, like, who would want to eat dog food? Ew. I think shit.
4: small children, small children like to, especially yeah. small children that are dared by their older sisters.
0: Uh Oh, I see how that works. <laughs> Not worked.
3: speaking from personal experience. Mm, yeah, just for a friend.
4: I think, unfortunately,
0: also some people who can't get a hold of a uh, better food might be forced to dog food? to eat stuff like that. Yeah. Oh. Um, and also people who have YouTube channels and who are looking for <laughs> weird things to do on YouTube. So, uh, yeah. So uh, dog food taster, the dog food tasters, testers job is to taste dog food, including bones and canned dog food and dog biscuits. Somebody's got to do it. Delicious. Uh, Your turn, Liza. Hmm.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Kind of.
0: So tell us more about that job, Liza.
4: So it's actually quite similar to my friend who's a, a dog food taster in that it's going to prepare me for the rigors of working with real human people um i think that it really helped me grow a pretty thick skin in a lot of different ways um yeah
0: why might that be useful for medical school i
4: mean if you're in the er and some somebody comes in and has been out outside for a really long time and just just you, it's hard to handle <laughs> Do you know which one it is? You have outside to be able to... for a very long
0: time. <laughs> you ew, have, people who are outside?
4: <laughs> like, you just have to be able to be a professional person talking to real people. Mm. And I think that by having this thicker skin that I've, I've developed throughout my job, I will be able to humanize even the most disgusting cases. Okay. Tell me about how you developed this thick skin well that was like a saying I oh it was a metaphor <laughs> it was a metaphor it was wasn't, a metaphor. It wasn't okay. trying to direct you <laughs> oh, was.
3: I was like are you a
4: gymnast I, like do you have calluses it's like more of just like yeah that definitely was more of a metaphor just <laughs> <whoops>. <laughs> mentally oh, no. I'm mentally tough
0: she's actually uh, like She's actually a normal-sized person, but because her skin is so thick, she's actually four feet wide.
4: So. <laughs> is that a fat joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but just you know, some people don't have access to some of the um, things that we use every day and make other people palatable. <laughs> palatable is not the You're right palatable. word. Ugh, I'm using Are you all a cannibal? These, cannibal. I'm using a lot of metaphors. I wasn't as literal as you were. Oh.
0: There are more than one way to there's more than one way to be palatable. I mean palatable of like, course comes yes. with Like
4: yes, if you're like talking to somebody and y- you can't get so close to them because it's just a little much because <laughs> they have halitosis <laughs> maybe
3: are you a breath smeller yes what Whoa. that was bad. I'm,
4: I'm a i'm an <laughs> <Okay>. odor judge <gasps> oh i'm hired my God. to smell volunteers breath feet and armpits to test odor eliminating products like toothpaste and a foot odor products and deodorants what the heck wow Is or a... you could just go to how another country you that doesn't use
0: deodorant Oh, I bad. think Jeez. I, I think that was uh, that sounds like a very useful thing to uh, yeah I was to, like in
4: the ER somebody's gonna come in with bo because they're of, outside
0: because you know as soon as I step outside I get bo
3: <laughs> that's probably Some the number us, one complaint Dave, of ER doctors is they just have their patients have such BO bad bo they can't and handle halitosis.
2: it
5: <laughs>
0: all right Kelsey your turn
2: wow. I'm still super impressed that you guessed that yeah. that's because our name is the same we <clears throat> just have a mind <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh no! How the heck do I do
3: this? <laughs> do you know all the words? <laughs> all all <right>. <laughs> okay. uh
0: so how did your uh how did your your gap year job prepare you for medical school Kelsey?
2: So I had a relatively unusual gap year job, and it was a challenge for me because i Personally, I'm someone who's kind of addicted to multitasking, Mm. which is actually severely less productive than just monotasking, doing one thing at a time. That's what they say. Yeah. So I chose to do something science. (laughs) I chose to do something that was going to force me to be alone with my thoughts and do one simple thing at a time. And it also was beneficial because it was in another country. Which gave me the opportunity to <laughs> <laughs> acclimate to a new culture and kind of shift my perspective a little bit away from, you know, what I'm very much used to
3: and something new and different yeah. to understand other people a little better.
0: I see. Kelsey, that yeah. was good. Wow. Well, it thanks.
3: kind of <laughs> reminds me of those people that they pay to like lay in one spot you know how they're trying to (laughs) the nasa studies was that what you are how are you doing
2: you are like sherlock no
3: that like that made me think of those nasa studies because we get those emails all the time and they're like they like pay people to just lay there for like years so they can i mean
0: you're you're not you're not quite right but, but damn film. girl. Really
3: close. Yeah. Dang, Elizabeth. That's amazing. Don't try and hide things from me. I will figure <laughs> you out. She's like <laughs> I don't understand metaphors, but I can understand vague <laughs> <bang. laughs> descriptions. Future significant others beware. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay.
2: So what what is what is the descriptor? Yeah, I'm a it? professional sleeper in Finland
3: whoa wow.
0: <laughs> there's a hotel in finland that apparently has a professional sleeper to test the comfort of their beds
3: dang that's
4: I'm a great job drop i out could,
0: of
1: could yeah scroller. really where <laughs> was this on
4: job net <laughs> i could
0: do i could do that shit
1: <laughs> do that all day
4: yeah Finland's fun
0: all right uh teneme pick a okay. uh pick a job
1: god hope it's not super hard so yeah i'm ready okay uh
0: so tell us about your your job how did it prepare you for your for your application to med school
1: to me oh, my, jo- my job yeah yes oh uh, I, I had to you had to bring up the job didn't you i guess All that's, right. that's fine that's
0: fine it's kind of what we do here at the admissions uh, committee we bring okay. things up
1: okay this so, is your interview <laughs> we bring <this> you know, <laughs> as as a professional um Blanker. it's still it's still difficult to talk about it but since you asked um my my job is not what people would call fun or enjoyable it's it's, my job sits at a point in life that everyone will cross eventually. If you live long enough, <laughs> you will get there.
4: This is sounding like his previous conversation about death. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it, gets
1: it, 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 it is about death, and it's very sad for everyone involved. Wow. But wow. I, I am there As much as I can be. To offer. My thoughts.
4: Oh my God.
0: I'm not even sure what. (laughs) Which one he's doing. I feel like I have a guess, but but I think I I might know.
3: Last because it's a little much. If I guess it, mortician.
1: (laughs) Close. You hang out with
4: dead
2: people.
1: Well, what hospice? Do you sit
0: with
2: dead dead bodies?
0: What What do you? I feel like
2: people do that. There is a thing like that in Romania.
0: Why is your job necessary? Why is that job necessary? It's so unusual. (laughs) I'd like to know more about why people need this.
1: Um, I am there to, in some ways, be a guide for people making the shift from this portion of their life to... The next.
3: Are you like the Grim Reaper? Like May is a Guardian yes. Angel actually. I mean, guardian I'm kind
1: angel. of a Grim Reaper, but um <laughs> I employ more waterworks in my work.
4: Is that a, is that a metaphor? That is a metaphor. Okay.
2: That is a metaphor. Are you
1: a funeral people? speaker? Huh?
2: Funeral speaker?
1: Yeah. Um that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty, pretty close. Cool. Yeah. You talk to dead grieber? people. I would say that's like pretty close. Or when he are pees dying. on dead people. That's like
0: that's the water works. No, I'm just kidding. no, no. I just no, stop that's was like, too literal. What? That's no, no. so wrong. <laughs> that's not true.
1: Um yeah, I think that's like technically right. So, I am a professional mourner, of just kind of like... That's
3: a thing? Oh, I was going to guess that. Yeah. Of course you were, griever. Elizabeth. Of course, of course you were. Of so course you were. <laughs>
0: yeah, apparently in Southeast Asia, uh, a boisterous funeral helps the dead as they transition beyond the oh, veil. That makes sense. So, professionals are hired to cry and weep loudly throughout the ceremony. <laughs> um, it's what? Yeah.
4: Why it, don't you just have the family and their friends do that? Well, because they're bad actors. They're actually sad. Some people though. aren't sad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I feel like we've also learned a lot about Liza in this podcast, like her I think
0: that's what our podcast is about. It's really about learning about ourselves, isn't it? Um yeah, so uh the good job guys in in, uh, in, in convincing the admissions. Guy, I don't know if we actually convinced anybody. That... <laughs> I feel very
4: uncomfy yeah. about your job.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a pretty dark job.
0: Yeah. Um anyway, that's our show. Liza, Elizabeth, Kelsey, Teneme, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today.
4: Thank you, Dave. Thanks. Thanks.
0: Appreciate that. And thank you, listeners, for making us part of your week. If you like what you heard today, leave us a review on iTunes. It's been a while since I've uh, seen one of those come across the line, and reviews help us grow the show. If you don't like what you heard today, Go read Donald Trump's tweets
6: oh, If you have a suggestion Shots for something fired. If you have
0: a suggestion for something we should talk about Or seek out our collective wisdom on, on, and, Or seek out our collective wisdom On life's slings and arrows Send it to theshortcoats at gmail.com Or leave us a message at 347-SHORT-CT Our show is made possible by a generous donation By Carver College of Medicine student government And the Writing and Humanities program Our executive producer is Jason Lewis Our opening music is by Dr. Vox And our closing music is by Argo Fox we'll Talk to you in one week